People, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show, bringing to you today the first version of the Joker Mask. Guys, if you guys don't know who Louis Hose is, and if this is your first time probably tuning in for the first time on my podcast, because yesterday I had just a wonderful interview, um... This is about the masks of humanity, what men go through, the phases that they go through in terms of, you know, carrying the material masks, such as what a lot of Thai women carry. Uh, the Joker mask, which a lot of comedians carry, uh, which I'm going to be going over today. The athlete mask, which, which the majority of the, uh, the athletes in America, you know, carry around and whatnot. And so I've been going through so many of these masks and they've had so many plays. I really do appreciate all of you tuning into this. But here is the most, I guess, here's the one that revolves around Robin Williams. So, Lewis Hose, he said, if I could sit down with anyone, dead or alive, and ask them a question, who would it be? He talked about Robin Williams. He said there's a lot that he would ask him. He'd like to ask him how someone can do so much in one lifetime. How can you win an Oscar, Emmys, and Grammys? How do you go from a life in stand-up comedy to a life on the silver screen? How do you do movies that are hilariously funny and then switch it up and do dramas that stir the heart? What was it like making Mrs. Doubtfire, he would ask. How did you go from being shy to quiet kid to an international sensation? Someone who changed the game of comedy forever. But then the conversation probably would take a turn for the most serious. He would want to ask him about the masks. His pain, the difficulties he faced in achieving as much as he did. If he's like most of his guests, he'll basically have to share one of those very, very serious stories in which his life changed forever. See, in 2014, a man by the name of Robin Williams committed suicide. Now, I was never uh, one of those Robin Williams fans. Um, He did do Mrs. Doubtfire when I was probably seven years old. Uh, Jumanji was an all-time classic. Uh, Hook was another classic, which was really, really profound in my childhood and whatnot, but I never really grew up with him, and I never tuned into a lot of his videos after childhood. Now, a lot of people would say, you know, Robin Williams, he was just a magnificent character. President Obama said he was a one of a kind. He arrived as in our lives as an alien, but he ended up touching every element of the human spirit. See, Robin Williams is one of those people who uses comedy to stir up a lot of things. Now, a lot of things that the media does not portray and does not talk about is that Robin Williams actually had a cocaine addiction and alcohol, you know, you know, alcoholism. And I had no idea. I had no idea that he was fighting through those troubling times and whatnot. But there was a there was an author, a writer by the name of Zara Bari, who made an essay exploring, you know, the connection between darkness and humor. And Zara went on to say, quote, the effects of making another person laugh are reminiscent of a fast acting drug. You feel instantly better and the results are addictive. Sad people make careers out of making us laugh. I don't know if this rings to you guys, but not necessarily to me. I believe, uh, see, there's so many things that we can mask. A lot of people would say, well, you're smiling, but there's a lot of pain behind your smile. I've heard that all the time. Uh, but I honestly think if you reaffirm to yourself over and over or you just get sick and tired of being sick and tired in whatever struggles you're going through in life, you will make a change. Now, Robin Williams is just like, you know, the Amy Winehouse. Um, Whitney Houston, she had a cocaine addiction. She ended up uh, committing suicide. I guess, uh, you know, overdose suicide. It's almost the same thing. Um, 
the guy from Lincoln Park. I don't know his name. Is it Chad Pennington? Or is was that the NFL quarterback? I'm really not sure. You know, I wasn't much of a big guy. But a lot of people would cry and say, oh, my God, I can't believe he committed suicide. All of that money, Robin Williams with all those accolades, but he was never fulfilled. See, I tell you guys about this so much in terms of the individual categories of life. See, a lot of people. See, boy, you know, just yesterday I was uh, I was in that area where I did the interview with my main man, Rich, uh, of the lab Bangkok and whatnot. And, you know, I was walking around at this uh, SkyTrain and there were all these women buying all these high class purses and doing this and doing that, acting like everything is OK, acting like money can buy everything, but it cannot That's only one of the probably 8 to 12 categories of life. See, what about the health? What about the career, the family and friends, the romantic relationships, the personal development, the physical environment? See, so much of us neglect all of it. It's kind of like an athlete. I do believe that a lot of athletes are depressed. Why? They don't have a place that they can call home. Sure, you could go on and buy a, you know, a ridiculously, outrageously big $200 million mansion, well, probably not that much, but a $20 million mansion and say, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm flaunting my money. I got these Lamborghinis and Bugattis. Yeah, I'm Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. But deep down inside, it's an insecure kid. There's a lot of people who have dealt with a lot of different uh, depression. I've wrote on my blog that you guys could actually tune into at the ArsenioBuckShow.com. First one was Chester. I remember I got in an argument with my girlfriend the night before. She was going crazy. Uh, this was 10 years ago, (laughs) literally, oh my god, 10 years ago, 10 years ago in the fall of this year, and she's like, hey, I know we got an argument last night, but I really need to tell you something, Chester killed himself, and I remember I said, what? Why? She's like, I don't know, he left a suicide note saying he didn't think he was enough and he wanted his girlfriend back, but she didn't want to go back to him, so I said, he killed himself over a B word? No offense to the women out there, but of course, I mean, I really have to go so far. Well, no, not necessarily. I can't really say that. Chester had his thoughts get the best of him, just as a couple other people. You know, one of my closest friends, Mark, childhood friend, no longer close, you know, childhood friends and childhood friend, Um, he had a cousin named London. So he had Chase in London. These are real names. London was younger than Chase. Chase was the cool guy. And London was, you know, a really quiet guy. But you know what? I remember I seeing London probably around 07 or 08. And he developed such an outstandingly magnificent personality. Whereas if he made a podcast or anything or got on the big screen, he would take over this world. His, his intent and his listening capabilities and his empathic listening was unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. I remember I walked home late at night. He's like, dude, I'll walk you home. I'll walk you home halfway. And he was such a thorough listener. I've never in my life ever met someone like him. Two weeks later, he killed himself. Again, over another girl. And it's, of course, his sister Bridget, who's, um, who has, I think she had a stroke when she was young. And now she's, you know, I think she's partly disabled or whatnot. And... His brother Chase, you know, it was just, it was, it was insane. The thing is, London had to be one of the funniest people I've ever met. He was. Up until that point, of course, you know, in 2008, this man could just make the world laugh. But he killed himself. Just as, of course, Robin Williams did. You know, 
Lewis Hulse went on to talk about a couple of things that Robin Williams would do during his, uh, you know, throughout his tenure in terms of uh, acting and whatnot. And, you know, there was one time he, on the set of Schindler's List, if you guys don't know that movie, Schindler's List is about, you know, the Holocaust and whatnot, just a horrific movie. Um, He would basically call, you know, the film director by the name of Steven Spielberg, if you've heard of him before, just to lighten up the mood and lift the spirit. You know, because, of course, the heaviness of that true story would absolutely take a toll on everyone. After, you know, Christopher Reeve was another one. He was paralyzed in a horse riding accident. Christopher Reeve, a.k.a. Superman. Robin snuck into the hospital room that day before, well, I guess the day before Reeve's, you know, first surgery, disguised as a doctor with a Russian accent. And he announced that he would go on and proceed with Reeve's rectal examination. Robin regularly spent time at St. Jude Children's Hospital, you know, whereas, the, you, the, of course, the staff and the kids go through so much in some of these um, in these hospitals that, you know, they deal with a lot of disabilities or they deal with a lot of, you know, you know, orphanages and stuff like that. Um, Goodwill hunting. Um, he was known for some of his finest. And I mean, some of the finest movies out there. But he was empty inside. He had a wife. He had money, but he was something was wrong. We'll never really know about these people who commit suicide. But you know what? If you look at some of the things that are happening in Japan right now, them having the highest suicide rate, of course, Lithuania, Guyana is number one apparently in the world. Uh, South Korea's top five, Japan top five. And these people, they take their lives. But why? And so Lewis Hills went on to say in his book, he said, men who wear this mask deflect this pain with humor so they never have to feel it the opposite of pain is pleasure or joy and that's the thing they want to focus on the most the thing that they don't have but honestly i don't know about you guys but i really do think depression is a state of mind i went through a podcast you know two weeks how to banish two weeks of depression out of your mind and remember i had one of those stories where a lady was sleeping in the church and she was getting ready to take her life and whatnot. Next, you know, she was woken up by two orphanages. They went up to her and they were like, hey, is she okay? And they went on to talk and whatnot. It was on a Christmas or something like that. And that lady's life changed forever. She snapped out of that depression just like that. Why? Because she realized that everything is all right. These are two kids that do not have a mother or father and they're living on the street. But at that time, of course, in America, we're talking more than 80 to 100 years ago, they snapped out of it just like that. I do believe that depression is a thought. Now, if you guys object, that's perfectly fine. I do believe that you can feel happy by emanating feelings of feeling happy. If you're depressed, figure out what you're depressed about. Remember just recently, I told you guys that, you know, I was going through a lot towards the end of November. Was it? Yeah, November. You know, one girl who had a significant, you know, uh, she left a significant print in my life by the name of Zern. Purposeful relationship. She ended up walking out. And a couple other things happened. Workplace environment, of course, it was just going to absolute dog shit. And everything changed. And I realized that I was really sad. Hell, guys, just a couple days, what, two, three days ago? Or was it just yesterday? 
I was actually sitting on my bed, and I was like, huh. And I just said, man, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do, you, you know, I don't know. My thoughts got the best of me. Like, I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should just lay here in the bed all day and just look pitiful. And, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, but we get those thoughts. But it's all about becoming aware of what thoughts you are having. And a lot of people say, you know, like Ralph Smart, you say, oh, well, don't resist it. Just let it happen. But the thing is, you have to be aware of your thoughts and see where they're going. And why are they happening the way they are happening? Why are they coming about like that? So we do have a lot of things and we have tens of thousands of thoughts a day, apparently, according to scientific uh, scientific case studies. And do you think all of them are going to be thoughts of good? Not necessarily. Maybe some bad thoughts. Maybe some thoughts like, oh, well, I could be doing better in my life now. Or I could be doing this. I could be doing that. We all have those thoughts. We all do. But the thing is, it's kind of like, you know, those military guys that actually go overseas. And then they have to see these kids die. They have to kill kids. They have to kill this and everything. And, you know, the Middle East, they come back. They can't adapt to life anymore. Why? Because the thought of that and that scene replaying over and over and over in the head is nothing that they can do and so they ultimately end up killing themselves now that's completely different but how come does a rich person a rich person with a wife and who was known for joking take his life chad pennington if that's his name of lincoln park why did he take his life amy winehouse uh murphy the britney murphy that she was like known in the eighth mile like 15 years ago all of these people took them took their lives just as there is a suicide force at the base of mount fuji in Japan, where a lot of people go there and they commit suicide. And of course, that guy by the name of Logan Paul was, he was on, uh, he went there and he uh, he was under a lot of fire after what had happened. He was making jokes about a dead body and whatnot, as I guess some Americans would. And yeah, he came under fire. But this suicide force does exist. Lithuania, 77% of men, or 100%, 77% of them who commit suicide in Lithuania are men kids taking their lives but guys can i ask you a question how many people well no the thing is suicide rates in african countries are a little bit high but what about i've seen children who don't have any food malnourished but they're happy that's that's the most you see what i mean like preston smiles goes to ghana and he puts on a YouTube video of him dancing and these children singing with no shoes and no proper clothes or nothing on. And they're having, it was the most beautiful symphony I've ever heard in my life. Why aren't they depressed? See what I mean? The mind is a, oh my God, it's the most powerful thing. What do you, well, I mean, if you think about it this way, look what's flying in the air. Look at everything that's happening with SpaceX. That's what the mind has created. You could be sad, you could be depressed, you could be happy, you could be sad. I mean, the thing is, what was Robin Williams really struggling with? You say, oh yeah, the Joker mask and this and that. Well, yeah, there is a particular YouTuber by the name of Christian Guzman who's like in the fitness world. Um, I do feel his pain. When he talks and whatnot and the way he speaks and his aura, I feel that he is depressed too. And he has a lot of money. He's the biggest money maker in the fitness industry. But he's depressed. You see what I mean, people? This is this is some really interesting stuff. You guys really have to dig into it. Have you guys ever been depressed? This is my question to you guys as the introduction. 
Now, the thing is, um, of course, this is the Joker mask and whatnot, and I love living, loving, and laughing. Uh, what can I be depressed about right now? Um, the thing is, I've never really been super, super close to my family. You know what I mean? Uh, and it had to happen for me to become the success I am today. If you guys say, are you lonely? I'm like, loneliness is the same condition as depression. I can choose to be lonely right now by just literally sitting on this bed that's literally right next to me and saying, I'm so lonely. I need someone here with me. No, it's my thoughts. We get entangled in our thoughts. And when that happens, there's nothing you can do unless you literally banish those thoughts from your mind by replacing it with new thoughts. Be aware of the thoughts that you're having, but replace them. It's kind of like the person that says, I'm afraid of cancer, I'm afraid of cancer, I'm afraid of cancer. Guess what happens? They end up getting cancer, don't they? Why? Because they recreate, they created and recreated and kept on recreating the same feelings. So, the Joker mask. A lot of you would say, you know, Arsenio, you're really, you know, you maybe you're funny, maybe you're not, this and that. You crack some things, you say some things that are funny, whatever. With my students, I'm very funny, and uh, in reality, out here in Thailand, I have a blast. Am I completely fulfilled? Thing is, I think my immediate family is the immediate family, but the family I'm going to create in the future, that's the family, you know what I mean? Um, friends and family, the travel and everything, I think that's going to start kicking back off very, very soon. I think I probably might be staying here in Thailand. If I look at all the categories of my life right now, like the meeting people, the met a, met a lawyer, did a, a interview over here, did this, met a K-1 fighter doing all these interviews, why would I be sad? Look at where I'm living, man. God, just looking around in this room right now, what do I have to be depressed about or sad about? What? Oh, yeah, okay. A lot of people say you're black this, black that. <laughs> that has nothing to do with me. That has nothing to do with me, and I know I'm not black. Because the color black, there is no black person out there in the world. Unless they've just been baking and, you know, literally in the sun all goddamn day. You see what I mean? So, think about it, guys. I really want you to think about it. All the things that you have in your life. You got food, you got shelter, you got water, you got clean water, you got this, you got that. You could take a shower. Most of us, maybe. A lot of you are listening from all over the world. You got the South Korea, the Mauritius, the this, the that. Think about it. What do you have? And there are a lot of people that do not have what you have, but they're happier than you. Such as what has Robin Williams gone through. And you know what? He did leave a beautiful impression because he made others laugh regardless of what was happening inside of him. But remember, you do have to realize and be very aware that he did have an alcohol addiction. He did do cocaine. Don't forget those. And once you do it, maybe it sticks with you. We don't have any idea. Now, I'm not talking about continuously doing it and abusing it. No. I'm talking about just that feeling. Maybe there's something in cocaine that sits within your mind. I don't know, but you have to consider everything. So, here's a thorough introduction into the Joker mask. This is a little bit more serious, of course, as the other ones. But please, stay tuned for the next podcast. And thank you very much. With that being said, guys, stay tuned for the next podcast. This is your host, Arsenio, as always, over and out.